0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Katherine Toon podcast. All right, everybody. I hope everyone is doing well. As of this recording, there's a lot going on in the world. And guess what? There's always a lot going on in the world and chances are there's stuff going on in your world and all of it can be unsettling all of it can be terrifying if we let it be that and so you know uh, and specifically in terms of world events I'm talking about this conflict between Israel and Hamas and um, the very very complicated uh, issues that are at stake, where there's brutality and um, just horrific, mind-boggling things that human beings are doing to one another, and where there's been issues on both sides. Uh, and I think it's important not to uh, 100% vilify any one side because we're all culpable where we're culpable, and that is not condoning any kind of violence any zero okay uh but we have to be honest about where there has been stuff on both sides so this is not a political thing there's political ramifications uh but this is just a statement of where we are to stand in the midst of really unspeakable things that are going on and then how are we able to stay steady in fearful times? There's a lot of fear. Uh, part of the problem is with all the unrest in the Middle East, with the uh, many of the evangelical Christian worldviews and the eschatology, eschatology meaning end times, okay? So what? How, how, how is the world going to end or what, how is that uh, rolling out? And a lot of that colors how you react to what's going on in the Middle East, because, you know, in, in a lot of the uh, evangelical eschatology, the end times theology, there is a, you know, there is the, the Antichrist and the one world government and the tribulation and all these different things that you may or may not be familiar with. And that's assuming that passages in the Bible uh, have not been fulfilled. So Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, a lot of end times passages. But the question is where you are placing that? Is that was that something fulfilled in 70 AD? Has it been completely fulfilled or has it been partially fulfilled? And if it's been partially fulfilled, what remains to be fulfilled? And then what does that mean for what's going on in the Middle East? Okay, uh, and I'll just, you know, come out and just tell you, and please feel free to disagree. And let me just say this, I could be wrong. <laughs> but I, I tend to fall in the partial preterist uh, uh, view of all this, that much has been fulfilled but there still remains things to be fulfilled and using that in placing context for what's going on in the middle East that uh, we don't have to kind of freak out as much. Uh, there's a lot of upsetting things, but I'll just say this in the beginning because it colors everything. So uh, with this partial preterist um, or partial fulfillment uh, I would say that a lot of the passages that point to a lot of the destruction, Matthew 24, when it talks about the end times, I would say this is the end times of the old covenant transitioning into the new covenant and that complete fulfillment happening with the destruction of the Jewish temple in 70 AD Um, and with that being um, you know, uh, this the complete fulfillment of that. So everything from that time has already been fulfilled from that standpoint. So that now we are completely under the new covenant, the law of love. Uh, but there are things that I do believe still remains. So I just want to let you know where I'm coming from and feel free to disagree with me. Um, no, I, I don't want to argue about it uh but i i want to just maybe just take a breath everybody and so you know where i'm coming from so you don't have to guess and all that because this is what we do right so how do you feel about this okay so i do believe there is going to be a literal return of jesus i do believe there will be a resurrection of the dead and a final judgment And there's a white throne judgment and a final judgment, and I don't believe they're the same thing. I believe the white uh, throne judgment was the judgment of the old covenant, the temple system, and there was judgment with this whole destruction in fire, all of that horrific stuff that is actually historical truth in 70 AD. Um, And that there will be a final judgment where everyone's resurrected, if they've, if they've died, they've resurrected and there will be a judgment. And then in that judgment, what is being judged and it's going to be happy. I'm just saying, uh, because God as the just judge is sees all as the person of love. He sees all. Um, and there will be a judgment where we are judged. And I'll get to that in a bit. How are we going to be judged? Do we need to be afraid? Answers, yeah, no. Okay. And I want to put this in context because we've got to unhitch a lot of what is happening in the Middle East, which is horrific. Okay. From a lot of our kind of messed up, not well thought out. It doesn't really hang when you press it hard, if you're honest. Okay. We don't want to parrot back what we've been taught but we want to be wise and look what's been fulfilled what's not fulfilled why is that all of that um and um and then how do we react to what's going on in the middle east and unfortunately i ha- i have to put some of this end times stuff out there because so much of the body of Christ is responding to this with that so that they're kind of like, okay, this horrible thing's coming, let's get it over with And they're really kind of pushing for wars and all this kind of stuff because they feel like when that comes and Jesus gets to eventually come back, we'll, you know we'll, we'll be sucked out of here with the rapture, um, which I don't buy. Um, and then, um, and it's okay if you do. So no condemnation. Um, and then, uh, the Antichrist will reign. And then finally Jesus will come back. And I, I really don't buy that eschatology It's actually very new eschatology. It's new, like 200 years old. And so the, uh, the, the church fathers and mothers really didn't subscribe to that. I don't believe Jesus was talking about that. He was talking about something, but I believe it was forecasting 70 AD, not a, one world government, rapture, all that kind of stuff. That's a whole huge topic in and of itself. But I wanted to let you know where I'm coming from. I'm not uber dogmatic about it because I'm called to focus on love. However, I've got to come out and let you know where I'm coming from so that we can address, okay, so now if that's the case, okay, how do we look at what's going on in the Middle East? And I, you know, what what happens is we start to get massively confused, massively afraid when we just conflate all these things together. And then we can't answer in a way that's wise, in a way that's steady, in a way that carries peace, in a way that's desperately needed, because we're tripping all over ourselves. With our kind of, I personally feel messed up eschatology, but also just tripping all over ourselves, regardless whether I could be wrong. Okay. With the eschatology. Um, but I really don't think I am, you know, however, uh, but what is not up for debate is how we're supposed to handle the issue of fear, the issue of being steady, being a light being love, being peacemakers, all of that, those are not up for grabs, regardless of your eschatology, okay? But I had to mention that rather briefly, because it's so driving so much of kind of the fear mongering, and a little hysteria in the midst of incredibly real issues that the stories that are coming out of Israel are crazy are just, it's so hard to get your mind around that with all the terrorism and civilians and what's happening. And I don't want to, you know, you, you can go to the news and, and it is horrible. Um, but how are we supposed to respond? Because what we don't want to do is demonize a whole people group, um, and, and, and satize a whole nother people group. And there's culpability on both sides. And let's be clear eyed Okay. So if we are the ones who are one with the person of Christ and he has a lot to say about everything, how are we to respond and stay steady? Keep ourselves steady because we can't help others if we're freaking. Okay. Deep breath, everybody. A lot of horrific stuff going on. That's not to water down a dang thing. That's to say nothing's changed in terms of Christ being on the throne. I do believe a lot of what has been hidden is being revealed and it's really ugly, which is probably a nicer way to say it than it is. Okay. So answer to the question, given all that and you can disagree with me and let's not argue about it. Let's just be lovely and whatever we can disagree. Um, but, what we don't have to disagree on is how to stay steady in fearful times. These are fearful times. And the reason why I brought up the eschatology is if you are subscribing that eschatology, there is a lot of doom and gloom. When you press it, it's like, wow, it's going to get really bad. Okay. And that's pretty freaky. It actually, the problem is that I have with that eschatology is I look at the fruit. And it invariably brings fear or arrogance, um, a level of hypocrisy, because if we really felt like this is going to be happening, we should be spending 24-7 evangelizing if we really felt that that, that was going to be the thing. Um, okay. Let's go back to probably what we can agree on, given the fact that we may disagree or we may not. And it's okay because we can agree and love one another. Let's do that. Okay. Let's go to First John 4, 16 through what is it uh 19 um this is a love passage this is not a shocker for anyone but let's get grounded let's get grounded okay first john 4 16 we have come into an intimate experience with god's love and we trust in the love he has for us what are we trusting in we're not trusting in our government's Bless them. Let's pray for them. We're not trusting in our ability to understand. We're not trusting in our ability to get our eschatology perfect. We're not trusting in ourselves. We are trusting in God and the love he has for us. God is love. Okay, everybody take a deep breath. You know, in the midst of all this hellish stuff that's going on in the Middle East, God is love. Yes. Okay. Okay. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. Now, let me just ask you, are you a son and daughter of God if you're not living in love? Yeah. The problem is that you're doing it imperfectly. You're doing it in a partial way so that maybe you're tracking more with fear than you are with love. And, you know, we all struggle. So like when I get this perfect, I'll come find you. Okay. But this is a standard he has. OK, so those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them by living in God. Love has brought, been brought into its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Remember, I said, eschatologically, I believe that is in the future. OK, um, because all that Jesus now is, so are we. In this world. So I'm going to pause. We're going to go back to that passage in just a bit. But I'm going to talk a little bit about the day of judgment. And this is referred to in 1 Corinthians 4 5, Passion Translation. It says, uh, So resist the temptation to pronounce premature judgment on anything before the appointed time when all will be fully revealed. Okay. So let me just ask you Has all been fully revealed? No, it's not. There's a lot going on. It hasn't been fully revealed. Okay. Instead, this is what we're being instructed. Wait until the Lord makes his appearance. I don't believe that's a rapture. Okay. Until the Lord makes his appearance. I believe that's the second coming for he will bring all that is hidden in darkness to light and unveil every secret motive of everyone's heart okay so okay so let's just talk about ourselves okay so the secret motives of our heart has everything been done in love now okay so let me say just live before the lord uh in honesty because sometimes we have motives we are not even aware of right so this is where we just live before the lord in, in honesty and just like As, as much as we can. And then the Lord reveals to us, this is where we're culpable. Okay. And as we do that, God is purifying, right? We're yielding to the purifying fires of love in our motives, in our intents, in our hearts. And there's all stuff for all of us that are being burned up, but we're not condemned in that. Okay. You're not, um, you're everything's already been forgiven, but we need to walk out the process where it's not just what we do and say it's the intents and motives of our hearts. Okay. Then when the whole truth is known, get this, you ready? The whole truth, the whole truth. When it's all out there, how many of you were taught like God has this video and you're going to be, have to have to witness all the failures and all the we've done and all, you know, God's not a jerk. <laughs> if he's loving he's forgiven, he's also cast it out in the sea of forgetfulness he's not going to sit there and bring it up. It says then when the whole truth is known because let me just say for every sin that you've done, there're things that were drivers, I'm not saying excuses, but that will also mitigated you know stuff choices that we've made, our self-protection, our fear, our ignorance, all of the things that we've done. Then when the whole truth is known, Each will receive praise from God. See, when he strips it all, he's already forgiven you, right? And you're already in process. Okay. So God will pour light on the hidden things of darkness. Okay. So when that's all stripped away and God has purified it all, guess what? When you stand before God, you'll receive praise. Were you, what were you expecting him to do? Like whip whip out all these things. Okay. I'm not saying he's going to say the sin you did, the horrible things that you and I have done are okay. That I've, No, of course not. It's been forgiven. Things are going to, there is a, a a judgment. But there's also this work that we stand before our God as Christ in this world. I'll go back there in a second. Uh The commentary says a clear inference is that God will bring light to the secret motives of love. Faithfulness, righteousness, kindness, etc. Not only evil motives, but the pure motives of believers. How many of you have been misunderstood? How many of you have tried and you just have struggled? Okay. When the Lord judges His godly lovers, their secret devotion and sacrifices will all be brought into the light, and God will praise them for their faithful love. He didn't say perfect every time. He said for the place that we've had faithful love, we'll be we'll be praised. Right. The reward of eternity will be that God affirms them, affirms you. Okay. Um, so this is why, beloved, in your imperfection, and you know, that's all this. Okay. This is why. By living in God, verse first uh, John four seventeen. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us, so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus now is you now how how awesome is Jesus? How perfect and mature and holy and beautiful and righteous is Jesus? All that Jesus now is. So are we in this world? Are you in the world? Are you a we? Okay. So that's who you are. And who you are, how God created, he will praise. And then there's times when you really cooperated with that. Maybe it didn't come out good. Maybe no one recognized it. Maybe the times when you sought Lord in your desperation to handle a sinful thing that you were doing, a simple thought you were doing, whatever, a self destructive or destructive for other people, or a hatred you had, or a bitterness. And you come to the Lord and you say, God, help me. I can't help myself. He will praise you for that, right? Because you went to him. It says, love never brings fear for fear is always related to punishment. Punishment, fear related to punishment. See, God is not a punisher. But when love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Oh, it says, but love, it's not when. but love. It, it's just stating it. Love's perfection <laughs> drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Okay, so for those of you who have a tendency for self-condemnation, number one, resist that, please. Okay, God wants you to resist that because he actually did something on that cross. But it is diagnostic. If you're living in constant fear of punishment, you've not reached love's perfection. What does that mean? Does that mean you're less than? No, it means you're a baby. And you need to grow, or maybe you're a little child and you need to grow, or maybe you're an adolescent, whatever. So, every place that I'm afraid, I've not reached love's perfection. The other word for perfection is get this maturation. So, let's put it this way whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's full maturation. You're not mature if you're afraid of punishment. Okay. So, Hey, continue to grow. That's what we're doing here. Okay. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love first God first demonstrated to us. See, this is how we can love. This is how we can love and bless our enemies. This is why we don't need to become full of hate and um become what we hate in response to. Horrific things. This is how we can be steady. Okay. First Corinthians 15, 57 through 58. But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. So now, beloved, this is you. You are beloved. Stand firm, stable, and enduring. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. What are you confident in? the one who loved us and gave himself up for us. That's what we can be confident in, okay? We know that we prosper and excel in every season by uh, serving the Lord. Another translation says that we're not served in vain. What you've been doing for the Lord is not in vain. You're looking around the darkness and you're saying it's getting worse. Well, that's probably what you're seeing and maybe it's the evil that is being exposed, okay? All right, let's keep on going remaining steady uh in in fearful times right okay Ephesians 3 14 through 20 passion translation this is Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus speaking to you beloved I so I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus the Messiah the perfect father uh, of every father and child in heaven and on earth okay so let's quick quiz. Who does this apply to? It applies to everybody. Are you a human being? Yeah. Are you acting like a human being? Maybe or maybe not. Or someone else, whatever. The the terrorist factions, whatever, aren't. Okay. Does that mean that God's not their father? No, it just means they don't know it. They forgot their own humanity. Whatever's happening there. But what's not up for grabs is God is the perfect father of every father and child in heaven and on earth, okay? And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength. This requires supernatural strength. We're not gonna do this in our own strength. So just don't like, it's not gonna happen, right? I don't got it. You don't got it. Let's just be honest. But we got it through Christ, okay? Supernatural strength. Flood your innermost being with his divine might, and explosive power. There is oomph, okay? Then by constantly using your faith, and let me just help you, you don't have to work up your faith. You get to draw your faith. You get to draw on with the faith of Christ who loved you and gave himself up. you. How much faith do you think Jesus has in his mastery? Okay, so this is what we're writing on. So it's not for you to work it up. Okay, that just makes me tired. Okay, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you, deep inside you, man, we gotta go deep. Where are you gonna find this peace? Where are you gonna find staying steady? Go deep. If you haven't found it yet, go deeper still, babe, because that's where the one who loved you and gave himself up for you is, okay? Uh, And the resting place of his love, baby, you can rest in the place of his love, will become the very source and root of your life. What is the source and root of your life? This is being rooted and grounded in love. Other translations, but this is really helpful. It says, then you will be empowered. Okay, this gives you the empowerment. Okay, I I need to be empowered, baby, and so do you. To discover what every holy one experiences. And just in case you thought that was a loophole, no, baby, you are holy. Because that's what Christ did for you. So quit arguing with him. Okay. And the more you agree with him and let him minister that to you, the holier your behavior and your attitudes and your thoughts and all of those things are going to be whatever holy one experiences. This is you engaging with God. The great magnitude of the astonishing jaw-dropping love of Christ in all its dimensions. Other translations, length, breadth, depth, and height, right? How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive. Who is outside the bounds of love? Nobody. The people that are doing monstrous things, acting like that they're still loved. They don't know it. Okay. Um, but. That changes nothing towards God because he knows who they really are. They don't know who they really are, right? Okay. (sighs) Endless love. Beyond the measurement that transcends our understanding, this extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing, overflowing with the fullness God, that's what's at That's what's at stake. That's what, what grounds you. Do. Never doubt. And if you're doubting, doubt your doubts. Okay? God's mighty power. We're talking dunamis, explosive might to work in you, in you. No, you are not Disqualified. to work in you, to accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest, wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. This is what's at work with you. This is you being rooted and grounded in love, the person who never fails. And listen, if it looks like he's failed, well, stay tuned, right? Because love never fails. Yeah, I know death and murder and all of these horrific things. And how can he make up for that? And all of these different things in our humanity that we're crying out, torture, human beings doing horrific things to Human beings, how could he ever make up for that? Because it's not just this lifetime. It's also the next Listen, We have an eternity. Things will be set right. But we've got to let God work his game. And God is into the long haul game. So it may look like we're getting the snot beat out of us, but evil is just raining and blah, 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 blah. We'll talk to the hands because love will never fail. Love gets the last word. Love was so exceedingly championed before that because it's not just this life. It's also for eternity, okay, for the ages um, that God works this out. So we do need to pray against the horrific things that are happening. We do need to pray. We do need to pray, but let's get rooted. Let's get rooted so we can pray from the place of God's peace, of God's mastery, of love that speaks into the darkness and light overpowers. okay? Let's come from the place of this God And partner with him in our prayer for the stuff that's happening in Israel, for the terrorists, for the victims, for the evil things that are happening on both sides, for, oh, my God, what's going on in our own lives, for one another. So that we can truly be salt in a world that's lost its saltiness. Okay. We can be light where it feels like darkness is overpowering. Darkness doesn't overpower light. But we do get blind. To light. Let's not be blinded. Let's be blinded by the light, but let's not be blind to the light. And God has something to say about it all. So that is you developing steadiness in faithful times. And you know, there's a lot that I don't know. Okay. And I, Wouldn't presume to speak on, but I can say that I do know this God. And you, if you go deep, know this God. And He's the one to steady you. We need to get steady ourselves first, and then we can speak. And it's not about a doctrine. I mean, I mentioned doctrine because it doesn't matter. No, it's about this relationship that tr- transcends it all. Right? Okay. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. And I just, you know, check where you are right now. Check just like inside. Go inside right now and see how you're feeling. Is there the fruit of peace, where you were fearful and anxious. Is there the fruit? As you're meditating on this, does this bring that? Yeah, but I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I don't know how it's good. I don't know exactly. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not having to make these decisions for the government. Glad that's not my I, But I do know the one who loved me and loved you and gave himself up for us. I do know that. I do know him. And so do you. Go deep. You will be steady and then you will be able to speak and pray from a place of peace and a power that has the ability to transform things and help settle others. So, oh my goodness, we can come to our senses as a human race with our lives and the big things that are happening geopolitically and everything in between. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing for you today. Share this with someone. Uh, pray. Uh, you're ha- I'm, no problem. You disagreeing with my doctrine? I, I hold it loosely because I figure we did a lot we don't know. But I do not hold loosely to the one who loved me and gave himself up on me. He's got his grab on me, and I know he's got his, his his his. He's got you as well, and that's exactly where we want to be gotten in love. Mm-hmm share this with someone. Hey, listen, if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please subscribe. If you, um, if you're listening on any of the podcast platforms, please uh, uh, write a review, rate it and write a review. That just helps me share the message to help other people. Yeah. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Tune. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.